0: God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you, you, you must be so excited. Listen now. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new custom spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges and curves... Without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5 in 1. Only from Rust Oleum. This is a podcast from The Bugle. <laughs>
1: Between two harmless-looking buildings in a peaceful semi-suburban city block, a door lies, a seemingly ordinary businessman passing by, looks once over his shoulder, stops walking, pulls out his phone as though to make a call in the nondescript doorway, then swiftly presses six code numbers into the discreet panel embedded beside the door. It swings open, a mouth to darkness, and the businessman ducks in. From the cold depths beneath the city comes a waft of... The Gargle. Welcome, this is The Gargle, the sonic glossy magazine to the Bugle's audio newspaper for a visual world. All of the news, none of the politics. I am your host, Alice Fraser, and your guest editors for this week's edition of the magazine are Pierre Novelli. Welcome.
2: Thank you very much.
1: And Kai Samra. Hello. Hello.
0: Also, I just want to take this opportunity to apologize for my voice. I don't know what's happened. I watched The Godfather a couple of days ago. Apparently, my voice has now turned into Vito Corleone or something, but I feel like I should be... <laughs> making offers that people can't refuse. I don't know what's going on, but apologies to
2: everyone listening. I thought you were going to say you watched The Godfather and you were like cheering so loud that you...
0: (laughs) Well, come on, the mafia
1: (laughs) Well, before we strap a canary to our heads, uh, tie ourselves together with a rope and plunge into the depths of this week's top stories, let's have a look at the front cover of the magazine. front cover this week is Tom Cruise posing provocatively with the deal he just signed with Warner Brothers to develop original and franchise movies, which he will star in, uh, which I'm very excited about. It means we can all have that weird feeling where we enjoy Tom Cruise being Tom Cruise in a movie while also having to contemplate the reality that his non-screen personhood is living in a very different dimension from the rest of us, and we can never know how creepy that is. I resent Tom Cruise because he makes me think, Oh, there's something not right there, you know.
0: Yeah, it's weird. I'd never know whether that's me projecting that onto anybody who's just really, really nice. That I just think no one can ever be that nice, and I feel like that says more about me than somebody like Tom Cruise.
2: Yeah, he has the eeriness of 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 a vampire. It's it's he's too youthful, it, you start to realize why medieval people were so superstitious about. The youthful old, you think, yeah, there is something eldritch about <laughs> him.
0: Apparently, Christian Bale uh, used for when you've seen American Psycho, used Tom Cruise as his example, which uh, I think. So, yeah, maybe you're not. Yeah, maybe there is something in that bit.
1: It's a thing of you know you're not asking whether he did a deal with the devil. You're wondering what sub clauses are in his specific deal.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. How yeah. how well did you make the deal? can I do my own (laughs) stunts in this deal? Yeah, there's definitely a subclause about being able to still have really sort of um, really, really resilient knees as an older guy. Like he's jumping, he's landing hard on his ankles and he's fine. Yeah, big
0: big advert for Scientology though. Yeah. If only the knees, (laughs) if only because of the knees, (laughs) that's a big USP of when I look for a cult. So the, uh, the health benefits.
1: I just feel if you have adult children you shouldn't be allowed to have pecs.
2: Oh <laughs> uh, yes. You need to, your chest must go from square to rounder for every adult child. <laughs> A little an extra few degrees off the corner there, yep. yeah. <laughs>
1: And the satirical cartoon this week is a pregnant woman standing at the fork of two paths, each of which offers one of the two wildly different prevalent narratives about the process of birth giving, between the fully medical, book it in and get it chopped out under full anaesthetic on a Thursday at 10am so you don't miss your Friday hair appointment, or the full-on trust your woman's body, all pain is just an expression of externally imposed fear, ducks don't fear childbirth, what's the worst that can happen in childbirth, please don't look at history or statistics to answer that question got to choose one of those two forks. (laughs) Look, it's not politics, but it is topical to me right now, is all I'm saying. (laughs) Top story this week is property news. This is the news that uh, company towns are coming back. This has been a creeping news story over the last few years that we have been returning to again and again. It looks like the... uh, the multinational corporations are going back to the steam age in that they're starting to try and own people and the places they live. Uh, Pierre Novelli, um, you are an oil baron. Can you unpack this story for us?
2: Yes, as a <laughs> yes, as a two hundred year old industrialist, I can. Uh, I, I find a lot to like in this story. There's a lot of familiar ground here. <laughs> um, basically private companies in silicon valley have decided to start building housing uh mainly for their employees but not specifically anyone can come and live in a terrifying dystopian uh sort of suburb filled with <laughs> robot wives um you know i think that's going to be an option at some point really they're going to go full um what's the movie with the robot wives
1: stepford stepford yeah, wives stepford that's wives.
2: right I think they, their working title was Robot Wives. You can see why they went with them. <laughs> <laughs> Real spoiler territory there. Um, yeah, they, they're going to start uh, prioritizing their employees, but renting out sort of like a uh, suburb of the future, stylish apartment block, vegan barbecue on roof, you know, things like <laughs> that. And it just shows that tech companies, especially when the economy gets shit, love to go back to the most traditional ways of making money land and uh, oil <laughs> taking things like all the best ways of making money i think maybe facebook could start selling cloves they could import cloves from the east you know we get really traditional <laughs> get medieval um maybe uh peter teal could start selling indulgences you know if you have done sin <laughs> then uh His company, the Silmarillion, whatever it's called, they could start uh, deleting your browser history if you feel sad about some porn you've seen. (laughs) I think maybe there's a lot of potential here. Um, But yeah, basically, um, we're we're going back to company towns, but with a kind of upper middle class bent to it.
1: Yes, they haven't got quite to the point where a bottle of Mountain Dew costs $1 more than your salary and then you go increasingly into indentured servitude, but I I don't think it's not going to happen. Like, I'm not going to put money on that not happening.
2: Yeah, it's the, Google could have a company store, but it would sell mechanical keyboards and natural wine. I'm trying to think of a kind of crossover between <laughs> coders and Silicon Valley types, I guess, yeah. A yoga mat made from material from a invented to accommodate some need of a private space uh, 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 launch. Yeah, (laughs) it's it's not quite as insane as that, but it's it's getting there, and it is kind of proof that the 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 private. uh, You know, hand of the market will eventually replace the state if the need is good enough, uh, great enough, like housing. But it will be 22 years too late (laughs) and it will be mainly for shareholders and employees first. So it's kind of right that the market will provide, but too late and and in a creepy way that won't help you immediately.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's really weird. You are right. Because even when they were doing the space launches, I was thinking, is this the 60s? I was just like, what's going on? Then it goes medieval. But I had, a, I had a weird experience with landlords recently. I, well, i say recently, it was a few years ago. I moved to Catford, which should have been alarm bells anyway. Um, but I met a landlord, very nice. <laughs> um, I rented the room out from him. Like a month went by, six months went by, 12 months went by. And then a random person just knocked on my door and was like, who are you? And I was like, who are you? And he was like, I own the property. And apparently I'd just be giving the money to a random person who nobody knew. And I was just like, this. <laughs> I was essentially catfished for rent. And I feel like this is exactly the same way, Mark, as I could post I was thinking if Instagram does landlords, that is essentially what is going to happen. So I'm very dubious about the whole thing. But also, I agree. I think whenever there's a product, I think the areas will inevitably just mirror the platform you know like Facebook will essentially just be a graveyard of people you grew up with but don't want to speak to anymore that's slightly basically (laughs) Birmingham for me that's what it would be like so uh yeah I'm very dubious of the whole thing to be honest
2: if if Facebook can build a suburb half as good as they can tell me about discount (laughs) Ray-Bans then I'm excited yeah, they'll I'm definitely excited. filter the hell out I'm of excited
1: process. to look into the bright lights of the future while wearing my discount Ray-Bans. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't live in a, a Bing house. Yeah. I'd live in a Google house. So I wouldn't live in a Bing house.
0: Yeah, a TikTok house. I'd definitely stay clear of that. Actually, yeah, that's right. Which, which of the which were the platforms, if they were doing a house, would you, would you want to go to? i say LinkedIn. Definitely would be a
1: not code. a TikTok house. <laughs>
0: No A I TikTok think... house
1: would be one of those things where like every one minute all of the rooms shift in like a disorienting MC Escher style labyrinth uh,
2: yeah. flashback. And you get locked out if you mention Tiananmen Square. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and India don't recognise it, so my family are <laughs> never going to come a bit
1: <laughs> Your ad section now because you can't be what you can't buy. Are you not happy with the soundscape you're in? Try downloading Otherwhere. our subscription ambient environment podcasting service that plays you the soothing sounds of somewhere you're not. At the office, try listening to the sound of a train. On a train, treat yourself to the soothing bustle of a busy cafe. In a busy cafe, try listening to the aggressive hush of a local library. Otherwhere will be wherever you aren't. And this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Confirmation Bias. Of course it is. You believe me because I'm the one you believe and you can retweet me without fact checking. Even if I say something that's technically wrong, it's about someone you don't like and they probably deserve it by virtue of probably having gotten away with something else equally bad in the past. Confirmation Bias. Of course it is. And do you have a grubby toddler in a public cafe but you can't be bothered hooking them to the bathroom to waterboard them clean? Try dipping your napkin in half a glass of water Now it's time for creepy tech news. Yeah, it is. Not just creepy tech news in that they'll own your houses, uh, but creepy tech news in the things that these people are willing to sell for money, including uh, the controversial clothes hook spy camera now on sale at Amazon. Uh, Kai Samra, you've seen things you shouldn't. Can you unpack this story for us?
0: (laughs) That was between us. So This is the story of how spy cameras are disguised as clothes hooks are being sold on Amazon, despite the firm uh, being sued over the gadgets. Um, a US judge recently ruled the retail giant must face a law case brought by a woman who alleged she was filmed in the bathroom using a clothes hook camera purchased on Amazon. Now, obviously, awful, awful thing. But initially when I read this, I was like, well, it's surely the person that committed the crime that's in the wrong as opposed to the person that supplied the thing. You know? Like if. I don't know, like if Pierre chucked a bucket of KFC chicken on my head and then I got really, really angry and then just decided to sue Colonel Sanders, it would be like, it's not his... Sorry, that's the worst metaphor I've ever used, by the way. But
1: uh, (laughs) basically,
0: I then... uh, I thought about it for a bit longer, um, used this little thing called my brain, and I was like, well, actually, it's only... Obviously, just used for one... Literally, the only purpose of that product is to spy on people. Like, there's literally nothing else. Like, it's obviously not decorative like no one was ever like oh that spy camera really brings out the room you know um also (laughs) it kind of annoys me i think the term spy gadget gets used way too liberally at the moment you know like when i think of gadgets i think of like invisible cars like x-ray glasses i don't think of like a pervy coat hanger you know it's just like the worst episode
1: of (laughs) chainsaw
0: ever. you know it's like when people kind of go oh that person's a legend and it's like he's not a legend like he just watched the wire that's it like um, but I don't. Um, it's bad. They've already been sued over it, so I don't know how they're still allowed to. But it's still on there. I actually had a look. 199 quid, which is insane. I think.
2: Have you considered um, selling them yourself under uh, Kai Samra's spy cameras?
0: <laughs> oh my god, this <laughs> thing, this thing sells itself. <laughs> yeah, if this podcast brings nothing else, it's that idea, and yeah, hopefully be a millionaire this I'll make sure...
2: It's so suspicious that it's a clothes hook as well because it's so f- <laughs> for when clothes are coming on and off. Yeah, you're right. Yeah,
1: it's like a dentist's mirror on the top of a man's shoe. There's no way that you're selling this for a legitimate, legitimate purpose. I just yeah. want to hold myself accountable that I'm hooking my bra on correctly. Like there is no reason <laughs> yeah. that you would yeah. be buying a clothes hook spy camera I'm, that I'm, is like...
2: I'm trying to check my form. I'm trying to check my form. I rewind, <laughs> I watch, I see if I could do it faster. Um like watching a golf swing. That's that's all it's for. Seeing if I'm getting undressed in the best way.
1: Just trying to prove beyond reasonable doubt that I put my pants on one leg at a time, just like everyone else. Like I don't
2: <laughs> Yeah Yeah. Yeah. Someone's been leaving a lot of mints in my pockets, and so I think I need to get a camera to see who's doing that. What's the most suspicious? Clothes hanger is pretty suspicious to have a camera inside. Mm-hmm. Shower head probably. Like it's on the level where they're just like, it's a shower head camera, you know, for no reason. Yeah, just in case somebody breaks
0: into the house through the drain, you know, yeah. so obviously you need it there. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Now it's time for your reviews. As you know, each week we ask our guest editors to bring in something to review out of five stars. Uh, Pierre, what have you brought in for us this week?
2: It is my toilet cistern. And uh, just to keep the theme running of when I come on this. Uh, podcast things have broken in my house it does seem to keep happening Uh, my toilet is now ambitiously flushing forever it never stops flushing it's like a little water feature (laughs) it's like a little i think my toilet has adopted a rise and grind mentality that i really (laughs) admire it's it's read all those accounts of guys who get up at 2 a.m to do crunches and learn mandarin and it's decided to never ever ever stop flushing and so i'm Supposed giving to it be
1: like the other geysers. <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> yeah five stars for ambition for my toilet
0: system i kind of want to see it now after you said it a water feature if only you had a kai samra spy camera <laughs> then we could all <laughs> view it it's
2: just a camera for above a toilet to make sure it's still <laughs> working that's all it is <laughs> please rate it on amazon verified purchases only um, yeah so five stars for my very ambitious toilet system uh, that is the reason why I had to get up early and go to Screwfix this morning and buy extra parts just to keep up with the work rate of my f***ing toilet. So that is five <laughs> stars from me.
1: Five stars for the toilet system. Kai, what have you brought in for us?
0: So I'm going to review, and I've thought very long and hard about this, pints of wine. Um, pints of wine are now making a bit of a comeback uh, because of Brexit. Um, Apparently I read like politicians have passed some sort of legislation to be able to sell pints of wine and every manufacturer is like, no, obviously not. That is a ridiculous idea. Um, and I just like the idea of all these things coming out after pro-Brexit. Like, I just like the idea of like after Brexit, this country just, just turning into rubble and just every Brexit voter sipping a pint of Pinot Grigio and just clutching a blue passport being like, this worked out really well. Um, and also I've got a bit of personal beef with the pints of wine, um, I remember being a kid, there was like a party, I was only like seven, and there was a bit of wine in a pint glass, and I thought it was juice. So that was like my first accidental exposure to booze. Um, And then famously, like the England football manager, Sam Allardyce, got secretly recorded. Um, I don't know if it's a spy camera. With a clothes hook uh, camera. (laughs) um, uh, He got secretly recorded, like making all these dodgy deals, and he was clutching a pint glass of wine, and I, that triggered me quite a bit. Um, apparently, Winston Churchill used to drink a pint of champagne, but I'm guessing that's not in a pint glass. Um, and yeah, I just don't like where this is headed. I don't like pints of wine. I give pints of wine once a.
1: Well, it feels sort of like this pointless nostalgia for a uh, Britain that didn't necessarily ever exist. Like, bring back the asp pit where we punish our enemies. That was the real <laughs> England. Yeah, bring uh, back
2: the Gamot. They knew how to make a decision or two. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Now it's time for copyright news. And this is the news that the New York Times is suing OpenAI, the OpenAI uh, being the AI company, uh, and, and Microsoft for copyright infringement, scraping their data in order to produce uh, the work that their artificial intelligences do. Uh, Pierre Noveli, you're into computers. Can you unpack this story for us?
2: I am and I will. Um, it turns out that it is illegal to do the AI equivalent of tracing around Mickey Mouse and trying to sell Mickey Mouse. And saying, no, it's not Mickey Mouse. I traced him. It's a new character. That said, That's we just be clear,
1: Mickey Mouse is now legally in the public domain.
2: Only the Steamboat Willie edition. If you take that charming little hat off him, you're, the mouse is going to come for you. You better watch out. You're... If I had
1: a penis, Steamboat Willie is what I would call my penis. <laughs>
2: yeah. And yeah. will. It implies a sort of mercilessly mechanized aspect to to it, to the nickname there for your penis. (laughs) A sort of, um, yeah, the the march of progress is somehow attendant on it. The thing is, is that people who are good at things like coding AI and computers either don't believe in copyright because they grew up torrenting episodes of the US office uh, and um, getting Metallica through Napster, et cetera, et cetera. Or they just aren't very good at remembering things like copyright exist. So they saw no problem with saying to AI, you're allowed the whole internet. You can just eat the internet and whatever you shit out is going to be great because you've used all of human knowledge, forgetting that the human knowledge was made by humans who still own the knowledge and now they want their money. And the, the New York Times is just the latest company to start doing this. Um, Getty Images was taking some legal action as well because an AI was producing. Um, stock images that actually the AI had learned off Getty images so comprehensively that Getty images were sometimes appearing on the generated images from the AI. So they kind of their legal defense there.
1: And also, I mean, uh, CEO Sam Altman um, has made a public statement saying that if they're forced to pay for all of the data that they use if they're forced to pay as though it were data that they were using under copyright licences, then they wouldn't be able to run the business that they're running. And he's making that as an argument why they should be allowed to do it for free. (laughs) And in fact, what he's done is made an argument for him not having a business.
2: Guys, guys, if you make me pay, then I won't be able to keep training this robot that's going to destroy everything in society, okay? So which would you rather have, money or I destroy everything and you get no money? okay think very carefully about this offer i'm making you here um yeah exactly if i have to
1: pay for everything i steal then i won't be able to afford to run this fencing business yeah exactly,
2: yeah, exactly. also if they've been using um
1: what's a poor fagin to do
2: yeah <laughs> all these handkerchiefs uh that i've been stitching together <laughs> need to be free or my quilt will never be done yeah um <laughs> If, if they've been using the New York Times to train AI, it does explain why the AI is so bad at writing about anything to do with the UK or British life. Uh, it is as woefully misinformed about the UK as the New York Times tends to be. <laughs> that does explain.
0: It's weird. I feel like as someone who's massive technophobe, like my only reference points for AI growing up or like anything like this was just like the Terminator and just sci-fi films. And it's just nice... Well, I say nice. It's just like before we get there, like I just thought it went from AI to Skynet. And now it's just nice getting all these little things. Like, the times are really annoyed. <laughs> it's just like I like these little bits of the precursor before the insanity. I did actually, uh, I actually didn't ever have GPT. I just downloaded it today. And then I did say... Uh, do chat dpt and open IO, do anything illegal and they go we strive to operate within legal boundaries and i was like that's not that convincing i just <laughs> have to say I mean, from the uh from the artificial horse's mouth it's uh it's not that convincing
1: well also if if you had your terminator ais based on the current ai technology they would be deeply unoriginal in every action that they took
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, or they would they would the AI would have learned how to be a killer robot from the movies and would therefore have accidentally taught <laughs> itself to build in various weaknesses that are in the plots of various films. <laughs> and we could just do that then. And the AI would go, Yes, good, this is how it's supposed to happen. <laughs> I've been trained uh, on how to do this. Yeah, it's it's and it's not even a brain really. It is it is just like a, a, a blurry photograph of the internet. So people pretend it's it can think, but it can't actually think. It's just a kind of it's it's just mega google it's it's google search results put into the phraseology of a kind of slightly patronizing i find that the ai responses i don't know what you guys think when they reply to your questions they talk like uh, sunday school teachers or sort of
1: <laughs>
2: sort of quite <laughs> overbearing Tom vibes
0: i think yeah. yeah
2: here's how it works here we strive
0: to there's a very <laughs>
2: there's a very impersonal friendliness to it that i really hate yeah, but I, 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 I am quite
0: polite back, just in case. But, uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> just yeah. in case of the carnage, I'll be like, hey, I did say please and thank you to you to
1: 2024. 20, <laughs> and that brings us to our final story for today. Social media news now. And this is the deeply upsetting news that social media apps made $11 billion from children and teens uh, in 2022. That means that uh, of the things that they sold through their websites, uh, $11 billion worth of those sales were to the most vulnerable in society. Uh, Kai, you're young. Can you unpack this story for us?
0: This is the story about how a new Harvard study has shown that social media platforms last year generate Eleven billion dollars in revenue from advertising directed at young children and teenagers, including nearly two billion in ad profits derived from uh, like users aged twelve and under as well. Um, and I don't know, I don't know about you guys. I do kind of feel sorry for kids nowadays because, like, even like in the '90s, advertising for kids was so powerful. Like even to this day, like now, like when I'm not thinking conscious thoughts, like the screensaver for my brain. Will essentially just be like, Toys R Us, Toys R Us, Toys R Us, Um, which is very difficult (laughs) when you've got a bad voice. Um, But it's just that will just, that is genuinely in my brain forever. That will just pop in. And you like, you think about it, that was just one advert that as a kid I was exposed to on telly, like maybe once a day or once every two days. Like now it's just a stream of adverts that i just ad programmed, especially for you, just streaming into your brain from a device in your pocket. I feel like future young adults will just have like just perpetual dreams and nightmares of like prime energy drinks and stuff. It's just it's just a bit weird, and even like even now I uh, I can't deal with it.
1: Or worse, they're going to have nostalgic feelings for pictures of people popping blackheads in order to lure them into, like, scam doctor sites.
2: (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Or, or like, uh, all the the money from the under-12s. It's amazing how much of that money is from insane auto-generated 3D videos of, like, (laughs) Spider-Man and Elsa from Frozen snowboarding (laughs) and stuff. Have you seen those psychotic (laughs) fake uh, kids? They're terrifying. My nephew watches them sometimes and they...
0: What are they? I haven't
2: seen them. It, they're like computer procedurally generated videos. Like I don't think a human makes them, and they just have got that 3D goes. models of like Spider Man, Elsa, the Hulk, Iron Man, uh, maybe one of like Simba, and they're comp- <laughs> they're just sort of like jibbling around. It's like AI SpongeBob, but but directed even lower uh, than that. It looks like it's made on Gary's mod, if you know what that is. It's
1: yeah, and you and you're pretty sure that that's what what is produced when someone tells an AI to quote unquote lure some children in. Yeah, um,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just generic kids characters from different, completely different genres, just going <laughs> rah, 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 and kind of uh, snowboarding, and they just go, yeah, it does work. The, the AI has nailed kids TV.
0: Yeah, it's weird. I think like the scary things is it's just, it's just like advertised specifically for you. And even now, when I like, I don't know, when I go into like when I go into my phone, like I'm kind of offended at the products they're advertising to me now. Like back in the day, it was like you could go to Ibiza, have the time of your life. And now it's just like life insurance. <laughs> this is what you. This is what we feel like you need now because it's obviously designed specifically for you. It's like how dare you think I'm like that?
2: <laughs> my my Instagram is convinced that I'm bald. <laughs> All my Instagram ads are about right. like. Uh, like uh, hormone therapy for baldness, sur- th- surgery for baldness, hair transplant. I, I, I have, I don't know what I've clicked, but my Instagram footprint <laughs> is so bald that <laughs> I can't. I click. I'm not interested. I can't. There's no specific button for I have hair that I can tell it. <laughs> so I keep saying, "Stop showing me this," and it just goes. Well, he must want a different treatment for his baldness. <laughs> yeah, he's in
0: denial. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I'm thrilled to be able to announce that uh, the other day on my uh, Instagram, I got advertised a special bra for small boobs and a special swimsuit for extra big boobs. So, despite having been on the internet for twenty years, the algorithm oh. still doesn't know how big my rack is, and I feel like that is a badge of honour.
2: <laughs> and that's despite... one of the main—that's one of the main things the internet is for. That's one of the main <laughs> yeah. things people use despite it for.
1: Despite decades online, my tits are still my own.
2: That's that's yeah. great that the robots going. We know she has them, but that's all <laughs> we know. We're gonna have to really hedge our bets.
0: I actually bought a sofa recently, and then as soon as I bought it, all I ever got was just deals for other sofas. I was like, "You just know I bought one. How many sofas <laughs> yeah. do you think I need? Yeah. I don't need any more."
2: This guy wants probably a hundred sofas. Week. He's he's bought. <laughs> this guy's bought one sofa in one week. If this trend continues, the amount of sofas <laughs> he's going to buy this year.
1: He's got to sit on at least one thing a day, right?
0: <laughs>
1: and that brings us to the end of the show. I'm flipping through the ads at the back of the magazine. Kai, have you got anything to plug?
0: Just social media. Just go on my Instagram. I feel bad after just slagging them off the entire show. Just <laughs> like, Go on my Instagram. Please follow me there. But uh, yeah, just Instagram, Twitter.
1: Wonderful. And uh, Pierre, have you got anything to plug?
2: Uh, yes indeed um, I'm doing a Soho theatre run in London of my 2023 Fringe show and that's the, in late March early April so sort of across Easter 26th of March to the 6th of April and then that show is going on tour in the autumn across various places so it's all on my website pianovalley.com or yes my social media where you can see for yourself how bald I'm not <laughs>
1: And uh, I've got two specials out. As a bundle, you can get for £10 my last two solo shows, Twist and Kronos, at gofasterstripe.com. That's for £10 for the pair. Or if you sign up at my Patreon, patreon.com slash Alice Fraser, you get them and all of my stand-up specials of the last eight years for free. So patreon.com slash Fraser is the place to go. We also run weekly writers' meetings, which will continue to run uh, with guest hosts through my Matt Lee, which will start sometime in the next two to three weeks. This is a Bugle podcast, and Alice Fraser production. Your editor is Ped Hunter. Your executive producer is Chris Skinner. I'll talk to you again next week.
0: You can listen to other programmes from The Bugle, including The Bugle, Catharsis, Tiny Revolutions... Top Stories and The Gargle, wherever you find your podcasts.